Hey, 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 it's Melissa Wright, and you are listening to Let's Talk with Pastor Melissa Joy. We have a question slash, slash, excuse me, issue uh, that comes to us today from Joanne. And today we're talking about um, working and interacting with non-believers. Now, I categorize them as non-believers versus believers, and here's why. The actual question, the issue, came up as atheists. Um, Joanne works with atheists, and so we're going to tackle that issue, but I began thinking about that as I was just sort of praying and looking through the scripture, and the truth is, it's really not wise for us to label or categorize people as atheists or agnostic or whatever. Um, I think for the purposes of this conversation, let's say believers and non-believers. And I'm not trying to be politically correct. I want to tell you why I'm careful with how I'm speaking. We don't use words and labels that would categorize people in speaking anything other than life. Remember, the Bible says that life and death is in the power of the tongue or the power of the tongue is life and death what does that mean it means we have the opportunity to speak life or not (laughs) so any words that we speak that are other than holy spirit words good words biblical words are death okay it's one or the other um the bible uses uh the analogy of fresh water versus salt water can fresh water and salt water come out of the same spout? No. So neither can words of life and words of death come out at the same time. It's one or the other. And so I don't want us to go around labeling people um, for the purposes of this conversation. We can talk about fruit and what that looks like, but that's not what we're talking about today. Today the issue is... How do we work and interact on a regular basis with those that are non-believers and perhaps hostile to our message? Okay. Do we fight and argue with them? Do we come in puffed up to work every day with our boxing gloves on, so to speak, ready for a fight? No. Is it our job to argue or debate them into belief? Absolutely not. Now, there are moments, hear me, that we need to stand our ground. There are moments when we have, you know, we have to to speak truth. But far more often are we called to humble ourselves and love. Are we called to come from a place of exampling Jesus? Listen, those cliches that you read and people say that you may be the only Bible that some people read or you may be the only Jesus that some people see are absolutely true. The truth is, we as believers are working toward the goal of Christ-likeness. We are exampling Jesus himself. And Jesus did not ignore and argue and debate with those who disagreed with him all the time. In fact, he went to their homes. He, He dined with the tax collectors and the sinners and the prostitutes. That's who he came for. He didn't shun them or avoid them, nor did he act like them. He loved them. He healed them. He set them free. He brought them back to life. Listen, this is the example which we follow, and his name is Jesus. 
Um, there's lots more we could say about this, but instead of just listening to my opinion, let's dive into the Word today and see what the Word of God says about how we are to act as believers who are a representative of Jesus. Remember this, we are ambassadors of Christ. We are his representatives. People say, oh, you're a Christian, so this is how Christians act. Oh, you're a believer, this is how believers act. Oh, you're a Jesus follower? Yes. So at all moments, we are representing him, and it is our job to represent him well. So let's take a look at what the Word says so we know how to do that. 1 Peter 3 I'm going to read verse 8 through 12. 1 Peter 3 gives us a great uh, starting point for how we need to be acting as believers, especially around those who are non-believers not, and those that are within the body of Christ. This is just good that we just act the same way 100% of the time, no matter who we're with. Let your personality, your character, your nature be that of Jesus at home, at work, at church, in, in, in your family life, no matter what. Be the same person. Here's, here's what the Word of God says in 1 Peter 3. To sum it up, all of you be harmonious, sympathetic, brotherly, kind-hearted, and humble in spirit, not returning evil for evil, nor insult for insult, but giving a blessing instead. For you were called for this very purpose, that you might inherit a blessing. Wow, that is really clear. If someone treats you poorly and heaps evil on you, you're not to act evilly back to them. If you're insulted, you're not to act insulting back to them. Even on Facebook, even if somebody says it or types it, doesn't matter. The word is really clear about that. Instead, we're to be harmonious and sympathetic, kind-hearted, and humble. The word goes on to say in verse 10, For the one who desires life to love and see good days must keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. What does that mean? Well, for Pete's sake, don't wait till they leave the room and talk bad behind their back. We're not supposed to be speaking that way. We shouldn't be speaking evilly. We shouldn't be speaking deceitfully. Instead, here's verse 11. Turn away from evil and do good. He must seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous, and his ears attend to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Let's jump down to verse 15. But sanctify Christ as the Lord in your hearts. Is he your Lord today? Always be ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you, yet with gentleness and reverence. Are you acting in such a way that people want to know what is the reason for your hope? Is life difficult and you complain about it? So does the world. Is life hard and you're struggling financially, you're struggling with loneliness, you're struggling with physical ailments, and you're letting everybody know how bad of a struggle your life is? So does the rest of the world. But what if you're struggling financially, you're struggling with hardships, you're struggling with health issues, and instead of complaining, you're always full of joy, harmonious, full of peace, 
sympathetic to others, always asking how you can love and pray for someone, trying to always be encouraging, not looking for a fight, not looking for an insult, but looking for a way to love. And then when people find out something's wrong or you're going through a hardship financially or health-wise, they want to be like, wow, why are you so full of joy? What is the reason why you are so at peace when your life is so difficult? Then you say, the hope that lies within me is Jesus. The reason I can stand and smile in the face of adversity is because I am in right relationship with an incredible loving father. There's so many ways that we can share the gospel without ever saying a word. But if we tarnish the gospel because we act poorly, immaturely, anything other than like Christ, no one's going to ask for the reason you have hope. They're going to want to stay as far away from your church and your religion as possible. We have an opportunity with our behavior and our speech, our consistent behavior and speech, representing Jesus well, to point others to Jesus. What else does the word say? Let's look in Romans. I like this set of verse in Romans, verses in Romans because this gives us another clear indication of how the Lord feels like we need to be responding um, or even um, treating people whether we know them well or not it says never i'm sorry romans 12 17 never pay back evil for evil to anyone we just read that didn't we but respect what is right in the sight of all men if possible so far as it depends on you be at peace with all men jump down to 21 do not overcome evil by evil but overcome evil with good we don't win against hate by hating louder we win against hate by loving those who hate us we don't overcome evil by lashing out and speaking words of death we overcome evil by loving by being good we aren't called to live at odds with people we're not called to fight we're not called to bicker we're called to be at peace I love that verse in Romans well if we're not to do these things if we're not to repay evil for evil and insult for insult what are we to do I am so glad you asked let's take a look at first Corinthians 13 you guys know this if you if you are a Christian and you've been a Christian for any time listen this is the chapter on love why are we bringing up the chapter on love I'll tell you why because in first John the word says God is love you know love is a person and his and his name is Jesus and we are remember exampling Jesus we are called to Christ likeness so if this is how love acts this is how we're to act. Remember, Jesus is love. Love is Jesus. We're called to be like Jesus. So we're called to be like love. So here's what it says. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4. Love is patient. Love is kind and is not jealous. Love does not brag. It is not arrogant. Does not act unbecomingly. Does not seek its own. It's not provoked 
does not take into account wrong suffered, does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth. Love bears all things. Love believes all things. Love hopes all things. And love endures all things. Hallelujah. I'm about to get excited, you guys. How hard is it to be patient sometimes? We live in a world, a society, where we want it and we want it now. But love isn't hasty. Love isn't microwave. Love is patient. Sometimes, you guys, it takes a while for someone to soften to the message of Jesus. And we have to be patient, not speaking out of hate or anger or impetuousness, but literally waiting with patience for those that we love to soften to the idea that what we carry may be for them right love is not pushy love doesn't shove Jesus and his word down people's throat who are not ready to hear it why because nobody comes to Jesus because you shamed them into it nobody comes to right relationship with the Lord because you guilted them or because you wagged your finger at them or because you criticized them no matter what you think Telling people to turn or burn will not bring them to the Lord. Love, love draws them. Love softens them. And love acts patiently. It's kind. It's not mean. It's not sarcastic. It's not catty. It doesn't speak behind people's back. Love is kind, you guys. It's always kind. Love is not jealous. Hello, we have a jealousy problem, even even and especially in the church. You know, I, I've heard some people say that if you want to see, you know, people flock to you, post a problem on Facebook and people are like, hey, I'm here for you. I'm praying for you. So sorry for you. But boy, if something wonderful happens and the Lord really moves and shows up, crickets, people hardly say anything like congratulations or bless you or whatever. Literally, we, we have jealousy issues and that's not love. That's not Jesus. We are to be those that rejoice with each other. You know, someone else's being blessed does not diminish our blessing. It doesn't. Calling out the gold in people does not diminish the gold in us. It brightens it. Hear that. That's a word. Love does not brag. Love doesn't need to tell you how great it is. That's not what... We shouldn't even be talking about us. When we're, when we're working and dealing daily with non-believers, we should be asking about them. We should be listening about them. This is something I need to work on personally. This isn't me just barking at you guys today. This is me really talking to myself. Sometimes I'm so excited to say all the things that are happening in my life, I forget to shut my mouth and listen. Love doesn't brag. Now, love does praise God. We are to give testimony we are to share the good news of the gospel, but we have to be really careful not to make it about us. Love is not braggart. It's not arrogant. Nope, it's not prideful. That's not even close to what it is. It's humble. Humble yourself. Interestingly enough, both of the two packages of scripture that we read right before this, it told us to be humble. And love is definitely humble. Love does not act unbecomingly. What's that? Love is not rude, y'all. It's not rude. Don't be rude and catty and sarcastic to people. Don't do that. 
That's not Jesus. Jesus doesn't do that. So we shouldn't do that either. Um, let's see. Love does not seek its own agenda. How about that? How about it's not about our ambition or our agenda or our position? How about it's furthering the Lord's name and building up other people? Hey. What about love is not provoked? Mm, you know what that means? Love doesn't get offended or insulted. Don't let that stuff roll right off you. Do not take offense. There have been more people hurt in the church over offense and holding on to it. We let hurt. It's true. Sometimes we get our feelings hurt. Hey, that's okay. But it's not okay if you hold on to it and it becomes offense, bitterness, and unforgiveness. That's not okay. We have to be those that let that stuff roll. We really do because love does not become provoked and stay offended. That just causes bitterness and unforgiveness. And then, then we have a whole nother set of issues to deal with. Love does not rejoice in unrighteousness. Hey, those jokes about people, those people who are speaking ill of others, don't participate in that. Love doesn't do that. Love doesn't rejoice when somebody else falls or fails. Don't rejoice when somebody else is going through a horrible time. Don't be like, yeah, they deserve that. That is not love. That is not Jesus. It's nasty. Love does rejoice in the truth. Love bears all things. You know what that means? That means when somebody is doing something wrong, we provide a protection of love. We don't spotlight it and tell everybody, oh, look what she did. Oh, look what he did. We bear it up in love until grace and mercy from the Lord can get in and soften their heart and change that situation. Love believes all things because nothing's impossible with God. Love hopes all things. Wouldn't it be awesome if you carried yourself in such a way that people just really wanted to know how is it you're so hopeful all the time and you're like, because love lives within me. Love endures all things. Love never fails. That's beautiful. What's another way that we can act? We've heard how we're not acting. Now we know that we're walking in love. Some of those are really hard, aren't they? It's hard sometimes to be patient. Here's another set of scriptures that give us a clear indication as believers how we should be acting and treating non-believers and those in the church. Remember, we're going to be those that are consistent in our living. We're not going to compromise and act one way around one group of people and another way around another group. We're not going to be that way. Galatians 5, 22 through 26, it's the fruit of the Spirit. This is how the Holy Spirit acts and He lives within us when we're in relationship with Jesus. So this is how we should be acting. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. Uh, we just read all about love. Joy. Peace. Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Let's go on to read to the end of that. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Let us not become boastful. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No bragging. Let us not challenge one another. We're not out for a debate, y'all. We're out for love. Let us not envy one another. I like this. Um, we know what love is. We've just read it. 
How about this? Joy. You know, joy can't be diminished or taken away when it, authentic joy actually comes from the Lord. And joy is not happiness because happiness can be fleeting. Sometimes you're not going to be happy and that's okay. But don't lose your joy. That inner peace, that inner feeling of it's all rightness, that inner joy that can't be compared to anything else because it comes from the Lord. Peace. Shalom. Peace is well-being in all situations. I, I, we could we could say that we should always carry authentic peace that comes from the Lord and just sort of release it everywhere we go. We again should be patient. Ah, there's that word again. That's the hard one, isn't it? Well, for some of us, but that's what Jesus is. That's what Holy Spirit is. He, they're patient, and we're to example that kindness, goodness faithfulness by the way kindness and goodness is not flipping someone off after they cut you off in traffic and hoping they didn't see the ichthus on your tag you know the follow me to church on your front plate and then you're flipping somebody off when they cut you off in traffic no that's bad representation of your church and of jesus don't do that that's not kind it's not goodness okay and, the, and, and if somebody does that to you, don't like drive by them and stare them down in the window. Don't do that. That's not nice. That provokes people. And love doesn't provoke, right? Let's finish this up. Love is gentle. And it has self-control. Ew, that's another one that's kind of difficult, isn't it? We need to have self-control. What does that mean? Don't have outbursts of anger. Don't lose your temper. Don't throw down in the parking lot over something that was said. Don't lose your temper and have an argument in your place of work in front of other people. That tarnishes your testimony and it tarnishes representation of Jesus. And that's not what we're about. We're about making the life of living in Christ so good that people cannot resist what we carry. We are about making it look like it's supposed to look. We are about carrying joy and peace and hope so well that we don't have to ask people to come to church. They come to us wanting to know how we can pray for them, how we can help them, how we can lay hands in healing. You guys, it just takes love and consistency. And by the way, it takes us knowing God and his word. So let's wrap this up today. I hope this helped you. I know it has me. I've preached to myself a little bit. I've gotten myself a little bit excited. And I also have gotten myself in a place where I need to repent a little bit. Because I need to be a little bit more patient in speaking life in all situations at all time. It's not about me. It's about Jesus. It's not about you. It's about Jesus. And we are those that represent him. May we represent him well with excellence. Listen guys, I love you so much. Um, let's wrap this up. I forgot to pray at the beginning, but we sure are going to pray here at the end. Father God, thank you for your word. Thank you that you didn't leave us without uh, knowledge and wisdom. You give it, give it in your word freely, God. You show us that you're equipping us every day to act and be more like you. God, to represent you well. May we represent you well to everyone around us, Father. May we not ignore and, and avoid conversations because we don't like someone. That's not an option. May we learn to love like you love. May we become more Christ-like every day and less like us. May we literally be those that crucify the flesh and come alive to live for, through, and in you, Christ Jesus. 
that we can represent you so well to the world around us, especially in these days. You know, it's dark, but you say in the darkness, the light shines all the brighter. Where sin abounds, grace abounds greater. Thank you, God, for your word. Thank you for abounding grace. Thank you for bright, shining lights. God, we love you today. I bless everyone who's listening to this podcast and watching this vlog right now in the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord Jesus, if there's a need, if there's a hurt, if there's a desire, and we can be anything that would help as vessels of yours to be used to administer help and healing and encouragement, I pray, Lord, that you would soften people to reach out. We love you today, Jesus, and we pray this in your name. Amen. Listen, if you have any questions, if you have concerns, reach out to me, melissajoy at becominglovedministries.com. You can also leave a comment under the podcast or under the vlog on YouTube. You can catch me on Facebook or Instagram, even Twitter. I love you guys. I bless you in Jesus' name. We'll see you next week.